0: the hell is this? What are you doing in my library? We were just- we were- it was, uh, reading, reading. We were just reading, just reading. Reading. What could you possibly read like that? Um... Books? Welcome to the Nerd Blitz Book Club! Pull up a seat and pull down your pants. Listen to us read and go on rants. Thanks for joining us this week for the Nerd Blitz Book Club. I'm Doom.
1: And I'm Fitz.
0: And we're back with Shadows Over Baker Street. The story's entitled Horror of Many Faces by, was it Tim Lebon? Uh-huh. Lebon? Leah
1: I was just going to say Tim Lebon, but okay.
0: Whatever that works too, dear boy. And The Adventure of the Arab's Manuscript by Michael Reeves.
1: So these were your two most anticipated ones, right? Because they're both people you know.
0: Yes. This was my most anticipated week.
1: Yeah. Well let's get into it.
0: Well again, Tim, which I'm just gonna call him Tim. I know that sounds a little too personal, but homeboy, oh I don't know how to say your last name, so you're Tim. They call me Tim. <laughs> they call me Mr. Tim. No.
1: Does Monty Python. Yeah. Yeah. The wizard.
0: I well I I, I was
1: Yeah, I know what you were doing. Anywho. One of us went Monty Python, one of us went Sidney Poitier.
0: By way of Timon. Oh. Oh, no. Was that Pumbaa? No, that was Pumbaa, I think. I don't fucking know. It's going to be one of those types of nights, huh? I guess. Okay. Anywho, Mr. Tim wrote The Horror of Many Faces. Of the many faces. Sorry, everybody. The Horror
1: of Many Faces. (laughs) Honey, I don't like that one. Can you switch? <laughs> like, she's
0: fucking, reminds, like she's fucking, like she's
1: fucking maskatron.
0: <laughs> that reminds me of—I think it was called the Happy Hooker morph. It was one of the stories in that second Kevin J. Anderson, oh really, sci-fi short story collection. Yeah, it was this chick who has nothing to do with this book, but I don't care. It's I—we already said it's going to be that kind of night. Yeah, it's about this brothel on some far-flung planet. Yeah. And they've got this thing, I think, called like the Codex or something like that, where they've cataloged as many different types of aliens as they can Mm -hmm. and how to pleasure them and whatnot. Whoa. And this broad, there's a couple scenes where they show her like glancing at people or creatures and like making adjustments and whatnot and Mm -hmm. scanning the crowd and being like, I'm going to try being this tonight. So, yeah, that reminded me of that. Oh.
1: The Happy Hooker was like a softcore porn series or softcore uh, really yeah it was a, well
0: how would you know skinamax
1: yeah <laughs> that was the old it was like a 80s yeah it was like happy hooker goes to washington
0: you were a fan of the emmanuel series weren't you uh
1: i wouldn't say a fan but yeah. i dabbled <laughs> i dabbled <laughs> yeah.
0: You know, listening to last episode, I think I figured out what my uh, role on this show is now.
1: Shit disturber?
0: Pretty much, yeah.
1: Provocateur?
0: (laughs) Kind of. I mean, you go off trying to explain what's happening, and I'm just fucking making dumbass jokes. (laughs) Mostly to myself, because I noticed cut in that last episode, like, you're being like, okay, and then they go down in the sewers, and I make a joke, and you're like, oh, yeah. So anyway, (laughs) they went down in the (laughs) sewers... Well,
1: I'm trying not to lose my train of thought.
0: I know, and that's why I do it. I know. (laughs) Anywho, get this train back on the rails for a second, at least. The
1: Happy Hooker and Breaking Training. No, wait, that's the Bad News Bears.
0: (laughs) Yeah, that would have been a way different movie. (laughs) (laughs) The Hooker wouldn't have been the only one that was happy. Mm -hmm. Come on, Buttermaker. (laughs) Pull out. Wait, no.
1: Boys, I was real proud of your performance.
0: So proud. I'm going to pay $5 for you each get a look.
1: That's where I was going. Yeah. Do you remember that movie with Melanie Griffith called Milk Money? Yes! Where the kids saved up their change to go buy a hooker?
0: Dude, they used to play that on Channel 11 all the fucking time Mm -hmm. in the 90s.
1: And then didn't he, like, get... The hooker to, like, marry his dad or some shit?
0: Some shit like that, yeah. Yeah, I don't remember. I mean, like I said, they used to play it all the time in the 90s. I haven't heard anybody mention it since. Yeah. Which probably says a lot about the quality of that picture.
1: Well, and, yeah.
0: And the fact that they played it all the time on 11.
1: And the fact that it's about, that it's about like, 10-year-olds buying a
0: hooker. Yeah, yeah.
1: And their, their quest for a hooker.
0: I don't fucking remember. I can't remember either. Some shit went down. And now we're going to talk about a book.
1: Yeah, The Horror of Many Faces.
0: Yep. So what happened in this one?
1: Wasn't that a Dolly Parton song?
0: No, but you have heard that story she said about like they went into town when she was little and she saw a hooker and she's like, Mama, who's that?
1: Oh, yeah. And she wanted to grow up to be like her.
0: Yeah. And she's like, I can't wait to grow up and look like her. Uh huh. She's also got a line that I love. It says a lot about who she is and mm-hmm. her sense of humor where she says, It costs a lot to look this cheap. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. It's like, No, it doesn't. Just go to Walgreens.
1: Well, not if you want to look good, looking cheap.
0: Anyway, book time.
1: Yeah. Anyway, book time.
0: You going to walk us through the story or no?
1: I sure can, sort of. I don't necessarily remember this one very well. This is the one I started and read like mm-hmm. 10 pages into it and then stopped because we took a break from book club for a while. And then I yeah. then I came back to it and picked it up from where I stopped. So
0: And then decided to start from the beginning and you're like, this seems familiar.
1: No, I just, I started from where I stopped and read to the end. I hadn't okay. gotten far enough in. Because this one starts kind of slow Okay. or not necessarily slow, but it really didn't do anything for me until it got closer to the end.
0: Well, before we get into it, let me just say I've noticed lately that like I read this story, I want to say on like Tuesday or Wednesday, and then I read uh, the second story on Friday. Yeah. I've noticed lately that, like with the Star Wars book, I could remember that a bit easier because it's one continuous story, you know? Mm-hmm. But with this, it's like jumping story to story. The first one, I kind of just purge it. And yeah, then or it's the, like, what happened in this one?
1: Sometimes they bleed together for me and I can't remember what, what happened in which one. This is true as well, they're yeah. They like, like combine into one giant mega story.
0: Yeah, and that's why I quit reading them both on the same day because that yeah. would happen. Well, shit, right? I can't
1: even read one of them on the same
0: day. Well, we had one week where they were really short, so I I zipped yeah. through both in one day, and it was just like I I don't fucking know, man. Yeah.
1: So anyway, the horror of the many faces starts out Watson coming home from a surgery or something at night. He comes across somebody being murdered in the street.
0: Okay, I remember this one now.
1: Right, and then yes, and then he uh, he realized the guy, the murderer, turns around and looks at him, and it's Sherlock Holmes.
0: And he's got this fucking. Crazed, looking in his in his right, eyes and he's and like, shit. He's not
1: just murdering this person. He's like dismembering and gutting him. Yeah, takes his heart or something. Takes some yeah, organ out of it.
0: On that one that Watson saw, he did. He took the heart out and he actually saw him like carve it, plunge his hand in, and take the heart. And he fucking ran. Right. And he noticed too that like he was very precise in his cuts and shit. Mm-hmm. But he looked at Watson, cackled. The crazed kind of seemed jokery. Yeah. And fucking hauled ass away. Right. And Watson's like, the fuck did I just see? That was my best friend right there, but I mean...
1: Well, and they had been separated, too, for a while, right? He had moved out. He got married. Yes. Right, so they weren't living together at hadn't been living together for a while so he hadn't seen him in a little while Mm -hmm. so he's like what the fuck happened to my friend why is he killing people all of a sudden
0: and he knows to trust his eyes or so he thought right but i think lestrade or somebody else shows up and is like oh dude you see some shits going down we might need to get in contact with sherlock and he's like um
1: maybe then maybe not
0: (laughs) well well you see the thing about that is He's the one doing it, and they're like, what? And he's like, well, he is a master of disguise, and they're like, holy shit, you're right. Well, everybody else that had seen somebody get attacked, it was somebody they knew.
1: Mm Mm-hmm family member or a friend or
0: yeah and a couple of them were women too and watson's like well he is a master of disguise and he's thinking about this and he's trying not to tell on his best friend but he's like motherfucker i got to if he's killing people i got to because he's like super smart and shit Mm -hmm. and he feels bad for telling on him but uh, guess what he does anyway because it's the right fucking thing to do
1: right so now holmes is like a wanted man
0: yes Watson also feels bad because this cop is like, well, I'm going to fucking hunt him down. Or if I see him, I'm killing him because look at the shit he's doing. So mm-hmm. he's feeling bad and he's like, well, I guess I better find him before you do mm-hmm. type of thing going down.
1: Right. But then he doesn't actually have to find him because Holmes finds him. Doesn't he? Kind of.
0: Kind of. He goes to 221B and a voice comes out of the fucking shadows and is like, don't put your gun away, Watson. And he's like, yeah, that
1: was, was kind of creepy where he was telling him, point his gun at him and don't lower it no matter what he says. Yes. I was like, yes. what, what's the point of that? But then he explained that it was like Watson was so skittish and scared of him at that moment that if he lowered his guard at all at the slightest false move he'd fucking probably blast him
0: uh-huh he's like just point your gun at me right here right, that so way that way you feel got safe trained on me yeah mm-hmm. so if i you know go to wipe my nose you're not like bang 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 mm-hmm. <laughs> oh he had a bogey <laughs> well
1: very british of you
0: i know thank you dear boy mm-hmm. anyway he's uh sherlock tells him oh fuck i just slipped into the accent let's Back that up. <laughs> uh, wow. Sherlock tells him, he's like, go up in there, go talk to Mrs. Hudson, go wait up there. I'll fucking meet you in a few minutes. And mm-hmm. He goes running off into the darkness, which Watson never really does see him because it's Cause- like super foggy and super dark and yeah. all kinds of creepiness. So he goes over, goes up into the apartment that he shared with Sherlock and like in the distance and shit, he's hearing all kinds of like, ah! Type stuff.
1: Mm -hmm. I thought that was kind of a cool description too, or a a cool. Yeah, because that's an exact quote. No, not that, but (laughs) the way that he could hear it was so quiet in London. When he's looking out over the, the city at night, yeah, that you could like actually hear voices in the distance and stuff, mm-hmm. and you could hear somebody scream from blocks and blocks away.
0: Because a panic has started to set in. At this point, I don't think that it had come out that you know they thought it was Sherlock, mm-hmm. but the cops were looking for him, so Sherlock's on the run, and panic had started to set in because yeah,
1: because everybody knew people were getting murdered and their organs removed. Yes, it's very Jack the Ripper.
0: I was going to say, didn't they bring up Jack the Ripper at I one point? Don't I don't
1: th- think they did, but...
0: Oh, I thought Watson said it was reminiscent of the panic that Jack the Ripper caused or something.
1: Oh, maybe. Maybe I just missed that part.
0: Maybe not. Maybe I'm making shit up.
1: <laughs> maybe.
0: <laughs> I'm a writer too, you know.
1: It's true. <laughs> but So Watson waits for him in the dark, and Holmes shows up. When he steps out of the shadow, he's got blood on his face. He looks like mm-hmm. he's he's got scratches and shit, like he's been kind of in a fight or beaten up or whatever then they kind of go on to discuss like you know what's been going on and and it's uh see i kind of forget what happens there exactly but but that's when it comes out that it's not him
0: well what happened was sherlock was he had sat down he went to smoke a bowl
1: oh that's right and he said here comes your man now he's coming for us or whatever and
0: yeah and watson looks
1: out the window (laughs) and sees a guy like, coming across the street to get to the front door of their building.
0: He doesn't see a guy. He flat out looks out the window and sees Sherlock come, and he's like, wait, what the fuck's going on? Right. You're here, but you're there. Mm-hmm. You, uh.
1: Then he just puts his Webley in his mouth and blows his fucking brains out, the story ends.
0: Yeah, it was kind of disturbing, and it's like, Watson was the narrator, so how did this, how'd the end get written? Mm-hmm. It took a real fucking dark turn, and it yeah. kind of goes omniscient for a moment, and I... I didn't really get it, so that's why I rated this one at a five. (laughs) That's not what happened at all.
1: No. No, he says, he keeps saying, they, they're coming for us, or they're coming for me.
0: They're coming to get you, Watson. Mm -hmm. Oh, and Holmes also tells him, he's like, keep your gun out, Mm -hmm. and no matter what, when I tell you to shoot, fucking shoot, dude. Right. And Watson's like, all right, well... After that is when they see it's another Sherlock and he's like, oh, fuck, something's going to go down. Yeah. Well, the other Sherlock comes in. All hell breaks loose and Sherlock and fake Sherlock are fighting and he gets him pinned down and he's telling Watson, he's like, fucking shoot him. Shoot him. Hello. Are you listening to me? Fucking shoot him. And Watson's just like, I don't think I can do this. And then he finally does shoot him, Mm -hmm. pops him right in the head and then shit gets weird.
1: Right. Because it doesn't. It's not blood. It, like, blows, like, honey out of the side of his head or something. Yeah. Because this is a creature that's made up of bees. Yes. There's something about bees. I don't know. I didn't research it, but there must be some kind of something about bees in in Lovecraft's lore. Because this is the second time, and then there's more bees later. Because there's there's bees in the next one.
0: Yeah, I was going to say, I know in Adventure of the Manuscript... Mm-hmm. That they do mention, and I knew this before too. That Sherlock, he's got like a fascination with beekeeping and shit. Mm-hmm. So I knew that, but yeah, going into this, I was like, wait, does Lovecraft have like a bee monster or some shit? I
1: think he might, or some kind of connection to to the old ones or something. The uh, yeah. the because uh, there's there's a story earlier in this book that has bees involved. Mm-hmm. I forget which one. I think it might have been the was it the Weeping Masks or was it the. Um... I don't know. It was something else. But yeah, this thing is like made up of bees and it can take the form of whatever, you know, who, what, whoever made the the most impression on your mind or was most recently on your mind.
0: Yeah. Something like that. Because uh, Sherlock points out, he's like, well, when you were coming up to that body, what were you thinking about? And I think Watson was thinking like, fuck, I haven't seen Sherlock in a while or yeah. some shit like that. And right. then turns the corner and he's like. Hey, Sherlock! Oh, my God, you're chewing that lady's heart out. hmm Which, that was the other thing. It was biting the body parts it was taking. Yeah. It was, like, gnawing on and shit. And it's like, ew. <laughs> but kind of hot. Did I say that out loud? You did. I stand by it. Either way...
1: So, then the police come after they chase this thing off, and they have to uh, explain all of this to fucking Inspector Jones, or whoever the new inspector dude is.
0: Hello, I am Inspector Jones.
1: Um. Okay. Uh,
0: I felt like going <laughs> German for a minute. You weren't playing into any of my reindeer games, so I kind of dropped it.
1: <laughs> Sorry, I'm still scanning this book to refresh my memory of what actually fucking happens at the end of this. I think it's all just talk after that.
0: Yeah, that's kind of it. The cop shows up and he's like, "What the fuck? You found him? I knew you would." And he's like, "Well, slow your roll, cause some shit just went down, and you ain't gonna believe this shit." Mm. And he said. Like, the cop's like, why are you talking like that? And he's like, just wait, baby. you going to leave some fucked up shit tonight. Mm-hmm. I don't think they exactly told him everything, but they're like, look, some freaky shit happened because there's honey and a gunshot wound on the floor. Right. And Sherlock wipes off the makeup and stuff. And he's like, look, I was making pretend.
1: Oh, that yeah. That was one of the cool things, too, was when they were when he was fighting the, the bee homes He like. Do you knock him out or something in the, the real Holmes was laying on the ground? Yeah. And uh, the fake Holmes had the same scratches and shit on his face as the real Holmes.
0: Uh-huh.
1: And so when he's laying on the ground, he looks up at the fake Holmes and looks at Watson and he takes out a handkerchief and he wipes the scratches off his face. It was just makeup. Uh-huh. And then so that Holmes could see the fake Holmes, the scratches disappear off of his face to match, uh, <laughs> right?
0: Uh. Yeah, I think so, yeah.
1: Yeah, to match the, the change in ho- in the real Holmes' appearance.
0: You just said Holmes like 97 times and even I got lost. Yeah. Because <laughs> you're like, because the Holmes with the Holmes wiped off Holmes and Holmes was like, whoa, and Holmes was like, what the fuck?
1: Yeah, I don't know. I thought it was cool, though, that that was the giveaway or the proof that this was some sort of shapeshifter. Yeah. I mean, how they revealed it.
0: Yeah, it was pretty fucking clever. Mm-hmm. But, um, yeah, the inspector's like, well, I got to have fucking something. All you're showing me is honey and a bullet wound or a bullet hole. And mm-hmm.
1: they're like, like, well, deal with it, dude.
0: That's all we got, man, because he was here while the other shit was going down there mm-hmm. or something like that. And then
1: basically, the end Holmes like goes a little crazy, doesn't he? Or not crazy, but he becomes so engrossed or obsessed with if these things were to come back like this opened up a whole world of shit that he didn't understand Mm -hmm. so he became almost like a recluse and was just pondering the mysteries of this bee creature and what other things might be out there and how to stop them
0: which that don't get me wrong i like this story but that does bring up a problem for me about this whole book in general what's that supposedly it was approved by the estate to be like semi-considered canon it seems almost every time it's like well can you believe this shit there's some supernatural shit going down what are we gonna do if it happens again that happens a lot in this book so far or like Sherlock. He's sort of studying some of this uh, supernatural shit, and he knows a bit of information, but by the end he's like, well, that was some crazy shit that happened, and what are we going to do if it happens again? And there's no real sense of continuity is my problem.
1: Oh, yeah. Yeah, I, that's something about this book that I don't like and is not what I expected. I expected it to be, they were would be related, like, in the same universe. Yeah. But they're really not. Yeah. They're in each writer's own version of this lovecraft universe
0: yeah it seems like they take all of the uh arthur conan doyle canon and then they add the next story or whatever Mm -hmm. you know right which yeah i feel like there should have been some like writer's summit or some shit to kind of make sure there was a sense of continuity in some way even if it was like small things like you know at the end of one story he's not like some crazy shit happened oh man i hope we never deal with that again and then the next time he's like oh yeah we've i've studied fucking this crazy shit
1: yeah you know or you know just how
0: it's too wishy-washy is my point
1: yeah or like the the weeping mask where he's he's injured and that's how he gets his injury Mm -hmm. and then in the next story as we're going to find out his injury was different and he was nursed back to health by somebody totally different than the Weeping Mask dudes.
0: Yes, yes.
1: So I was like, well, okay, I guess that's all right, but I would have preferred it to be kind of connected.
0: Yeah, like I said, it feels like, or I guess I jumped off of what you said, it feels like they took the canon and then they're like, and here's my next story after that or something, or they, because some of them are placed, it seems like within the canon.
1: And some of them are in like an alternate,
0: like the first one, or like um, there was another one that was like that. Was it Case of Royal Blood? Maybe, maybe. But yeah, they some of them seem like they're alternate universe shit. Some of them feel like Arthur Conan Doyle stories with a twist. And it, it, yeah, that's the one complaint I can give this book as a whole. Yeah, there's not a good sense of continuity. So anyway, yeah. So
1: that's pretty much it for the the horror of the many faces.
0: Which n- let's not go talking about scores or anything but did you find it enjoyable
1: I did like I said it started out slow for me and I was like I don't like this there's it was too wordy kind of like too much too much of Watson hand-wringing yeah you know and talking about oh my goodness golly what's going on with Holmes my good friend Holmes blah 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 I was like
0: yeah get get to the point
1: but then once it got yeah yeah, once it got to the meat of the mystery then it was like okay this is this is kind of interesting now
0: Hang on a second. Need a hand? Okay.
1: Need two hands?
0: <laughs> yeah, no shit. You need two, three hands? <laughs> I believe we were just told to fuck off.
1: <laughs> <laughs>
0: uh, uh, was, another
1: one. All right. Wouldn't
0: be the first time. Probably ain't going to be the last, but it is the first for this year. So, you know, feels right, doesn't it?
1: Yeah, I guess so. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Anywho. <laughs> Anywho. Uh, yeah, there was a bit too much of him being like, oh, man, I don't want to turn on my friend, but I may have to. Oh, man, I turned on my friend. What am I going to do now? Oh, man, I better find her before the cops do. Oh, man. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, I'll give you that. Which, now talking about it, I'm probably going to drop my initial score a little bit. Oh. Sorry, you bastard. But anywho, <laughs> let's move on to the next one, I suppose.
1: So the next one is The Adventure of the Arab's Manuscript.
0: And I was into this right from the jump because they used one specific word that I was like, (gasps) Hmm. and it tapped into that evil dead love in me.
1: Oh, Necronomicon?
0: Fucking A, bitch.
1: Yeah. Well, that wasn't wasn't right at the jump, though, was it? It took a little while to get to that part, didn't it?
0: Uh, Not too long in.
1: Not too long? Well, and I said, I told you there was a... It came a dick hair shy of having a camping trip connection.
0: Yeah, what was that?
1: Well, I'll tell you when we get there, I
0: guess. Oh, okay. So
1: this was uh, so written by Michael Reeves who is one of the editors on this book.
0: Which, again, Tim wrote, I think it was Dawn of the Jedi, which canonically in Legends was the earliest story in the Star Wars universe. Yeah. I think that's the one he wrote, and I really fucking dug that. But Michael Reeves, I know him because him, and I think, wasn't it Steve Perry? Yeah. They had worked together on a few books, and they had both used certain characters... And between the two of them, they had spanned from, like, I think just after episode one to just before episode four. Mm. But Michael Reeves, he wrote the Coruscant Knights trilogy, and then he wrote the... uh... It was kind of the fourth book, but they didn't call it Coruscant Nights. I don't know why. But that was the novel that was called Last Jedi. Okay. He wrote that too, which I haven't read that yet, but I'm really excited to because I love the Coruscant Knight trilogy. Okay. So that's why I know him and why I was like, this fucking week is going to be awesome. Yeah. So, yeah. Anywho, I just wanted to give a little context for why I was so moist over this week. Ew. Moist. Gross. I know. I said that on purpose because I know people hate that word. Oh, I hate that word. Okay. And just imagine me. Me being moist. (laughs) Ugh. Fuck. You might have to cut this episode now. (laughs) 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 Anyway, tell us your moist opinion. Huh? I said, anyway, tell us your moist opinion. Ew. (laughs) Uh... That really fucking threw you off, didn't it?
1: It really did, yeah. (laughs) <laughs> um, anyway, so it starts out with Holmes and Watson taking a carriage ride back to their apartment. And when they get to their apartment, there's uh, somebody waiting for them, a client. And uh, it's uh, somebody that Watson knew from Afghanistan during his military service. And mm-hmm. it's some hot chick, one of the Afghan Hill people. Easy. Which sounds, yeah, I know, I read that and I'm like, ooh, that's, I mean, I know that's what they're called. I'm just saying it almost sounds racialist.
0: More than a little, less than completely.
1: Yeah. And her name's Miriam, which I was like, that doesn't sound like an Afghan hill person's name. But anyway, she was one of the village the one of the village people. <laughs> she was one of the village people that yeah. I think she was the Native American. That uh,
0: I would have said the cop.
1: Yeah, the nur- that nursed him back to health when he was injured in Afghanistan. She was like the daughter of the tribal leader or whatever. Mm-hmm. So she shows up. Her whole deal is she's looking for a manuscript or a book that was essentially the Necronomicon.
0: Some old scrolls is what it's described as at Right, because it was
1: originally written by the Mad Arab, and it was called something else. It was called the Kitab al-Azif. Then it was later transcribed into Latin, I think, by... Uh, oh, no, it was uh, translated first into Greek, who renamed it the Necronomicon okay yeah and then later into latin by olaus Worminius. and then here's where the the almost camping trip connection was is uh, what page
0: 273 okay
1: there's also an english translation in the 16th century by a cult scholar john d who called it liber logoth mm-hmm. that was one of the books on the shelf in the house one of the occult books that the dude finds in the camping trip
0: no shit
1: in his grandpa's house it was liber 616 which is another one of those books. Like, Libra Logoth is the Book of the Dead, and then Mm -hmm. Libra 616 is Libra Nosferatu, the Book of the Undead.
0: Okay, that's why I didn't fucking know what you were talking about.
1: Yeah, that's why I said it was almost a connection.
0: Well, it's like a side connection. Yeah. That's awesome. Yeah, so
1: I had to look it up because I was like, oh shit, is that really what that Libra 616's name is, is Logoth? But it's not.
0: No, but like I said, it's adjacent to it.
1: Yeah, it's adjacent. It's camping trip adjacent.
0: yeah, that explains why there's a camping trip ad on this episode. Is
1: that a reminder for me?
0: That's a reminder for me to remind you
1: right. So anyway, they uh, they thought that see the just like with the Bible, the more translations there are, the more things get left out,
0: which I thought that was pretty fucking clever.
1: It was pretty clever because that's like a real thing that
0: mm-hmm. that
1: happens with the Bible. So with this book, they also, like, things that they thought were dangerous, the people who were transcribing it or translating it.
0: Yeah, the things that they thought were too bad, because it says the first dude who did, like, he wasn't mad before he transcribed it or whatever.
1: Right, before he wrote it, it was like 900 pages or something. And they said the first, the Necronomicon translation was like 600 pages or something. And the page count just gets smaller the more times it's translated, because the people are like, we can't put this in there. We can't put this in there.
0: Mm Mm-hmm. And by the time it gets the Evil Dead in 1980, it's like 32 pages.
1: <laughs> right.
0: <laughs>
1: the Sam Raimi translation. Yeah. So, but anyway, so what exists, like the copies that exist, like there's a couple copies of the Necronomicon or whatever, but they're very watered down. and Still they're...
0: fucking crazy dangerous, but, you know.
1: Right, but not world alt world ending like the original version.
0: They'll end like a neighborhood or a city.
1: Right. And so apparently what's, <laughs> what has happened is they uncovered somewhere they they found an intact copy. I guess the Mad Arab had made a copy for safekeeping, being in some archaeologists had recently discovered it. Mm-hmm. So now there's a real full-blown unabridged version of this bad boy floating around somewhere
0: you said full blown i thought we were going family guy you were gonna say aids no i didn't know where the fuck you were going i was like what no (laughs) give me a clean cut point huh (laughs) (laughs) yeah
1: so basically so basically now she's come she's she's followed the person who purchased it this book uh-huh. or the pages, because I guess they're just loose pages. She's followed them here because she needs to get it to stop people from using it because it it has such knowledge that
0: could fuck your shit up.
1: Yeah. Then Watson and her kind of rekindle their romance a little bit, like
0: the feelings well, come back. He's trying to, and she's right. like, later. No, 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 no. Later. Later. Right. And, and he's like, hard well, to get. it ain't gonna suck itself.
1: Right. <laughs> 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 but she's she, like she, I, he's like i know i'm married but come on
0: yeah that's what makes it even worse because they even call out his lady by her name Mary. yeah
1: what happens in kandahar stays in kandahar
0: fucking a or mundabad as it's called out which i'm like what is this fucking lord of the rings all of a sudden Are we talking about some gundabag orcs or some shit
1: no mundabag
0: yeah that's like right next i think door. that's a
1: real place though
0: it is but yeah it sounds lord of the ringsy yeah I'm i'm calling tolkien a thief
1: well Those words didn't just invent themselves, they had to be pieced together from somewhere.
0: I know. They didn't have to be put together so boringly, though. Well. (laughs) (laughs) Any chance I get. Any fucking chance. (laughs) But um, she describes the fucker who got the pages, Uh and Sherlock's like, oh, I know that motherfucker.
1: Yeah, well, what did she call him?
0: Uh, Fat retard? No. Oh, I don't know.
1: I thought this would have jumped right out at you. I thought this would have been one of the first things you mentioned.
0: Oh no, I I kind of missed it. Tell me. She
1: said she said that the the person who found it sold it to a Ferengi.
0: Oh yeah 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 I I noticed that but it, I see it didn't pop for me. No. Because well it's because she explains later and because you know I told you I was listening to uh, next conversation. They somebody wrote in and was like you know Ferengi is like Arab for foreigner and I was like oh okay so when.
1: Oh so you already when, knew.
0: Yeah so when it said. It was sold to a Ferengi. I was like, oh, yeah, okay, a foreigner, got it.
1: Yeah, yeah. Yeah. I was like, oh, that's fucked up. Mm -hmm. I figured that's what it meant. I mean, I figured that's why they picked that name in Star Trek after I read this. I was like, oh, yeah, okay.
0: Yeah, I think it means foreigner or traitor.
1: Mm. Well, in here it says foreigner, but.
0: Yeah, but like uh, not traitor, like, you know, Finn. Like a
1: traitor, yeah.
0: But yeah, I knew that. That's why it didn't even pop to me. You want
1: to show me your wares, Gypsy?
0: That's a cut. Why? I don't know. It just felt like saying that's a cut.
1: Oh, that was a Borat. Yeah, I remember. Yeah, she
0: is my sister. (sighs) Okay. We should watch that movie. That's so good.
1: Yeah, it's a pretty funny movie.
0: Did you ever see Bruno?
1: I didn't. That just looked kind of dumb. It looked uh, like a little too much.
0: That's it's the same type of shit as in Borat, but kind of ratcheted up. Yeah. Like yeah, no, he... I
1: knew, I knew the concept, but yeah. I was like, I don't know, that looks.
0: But like, it looks he... like it
1: might be a bridge too far.
0: <laughs> when when he like it gets... really
1: stretches the bounds of credibility or like uh, believability.
0: Yeah, but that he could that
1: he could pull off that character, you know.
0: He does, dude. Yeah. Like, there's a scene where I think he's with Ron Paul, uh-huh. and he like strips his pants off or something, and Ron Paul comes in, looks at him, he's like, "I'm out, I'm out," and he fucking. Haul's ass out of there! Oh, it's so fucking good. There's so many great <laughs> moments in that movie. I want to fucking spoil one of them, well, two of them, but I don't want to in case we watch it.
1: Yeah, let's don't let's don't spoil.
0: I'll just say ghost blowjob. <laughs> <laughs> That's a but, susky bus. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'll suck your bus all night long. Oh, 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 oh creepy.
1: <laughs> but yeah, like you said. Uh, she, she describes the guy and then Holmes is like, oh yeah, I know exactly who that is.
0: Yeah, he pops up like a pimple on prom night and he's like, alright, let's start packing.
1: Mm. And he takes him to see this professor or something. Wasn't he a professor? Yeah, I think so. But he like lives out in the middle of nowhere and he like teaches at a ghetto school or something. <laughs> right? Doesn't he seem like a professor well, at some little dumpy school? And...
0: See, when you say that, I think of that movie with uh, John Lovitz at that uh inner city school
1: oh how high
0: yeah is that what that was yeah okay yeah i think of that movie where it was like
1: one of, it was like one of the first uh not another teen movie type kind of it was parodies. in that sort yeah.
0: of vein yeah yeah but it, it was where like it's where like, they... like over the top crazy shit's happening in the background but nobody mentions it
1: yeah well it's like a it but it's i mean what i'm seeing what i mean is it's like a parody of those types of movies at the yeah, time yeah, yeah. So it was like a parody of uh that michelle pfeiffer movie and a whole bunch of other of those types of school movies
0: kind of like it was like um major pain or uh what was the fucking danny devito one but it was like i said it was over the top and weird where it's like this the premise we are so tanginy tonight fuck we need to do a main show soon anyway (laughs) yeah where it's like this a fish out of water teacher goes in to try and help these kids that are fuck-ups or something Right. Yeah, it was like that. like yeah, said, but it was like
1: a joke. It was like a parody yes. of those yeah, type yeah, of movies. Yeah,
0: yeah, definitely, definitely. Yeah, like Major Pain, but ratcheted it up in the crazy. Yeah, which fucking Major Pain is a great movie, dude.
1: It's not bad. I went with my I went with my dad to see that in the theater. I think.
0: No shit. Yeah. Oh, that's awesome. I went anyway. to the theater
1: and saw Dumb and Dumber with my dad too.
0: That's not as awesome.
1: Dumb and Dumber's good.
0: Okay. It's okay. Major Pain, I think, is better.
1: Yeah, so it's Professor Coombs they go see,
0: which I was like, that's gotta be a fucking reference to Jeffrey right?
1: Jeffrey Combs. Jeffrey Combs. yeah, yeah. I would think, although it's although it's spelled different, isn't it?
0: I think he's got two O's.
1: he has got two O's. Okay,
0: yeah. Which it's like, holy shit, there's two fucking Star Trek references right there. That's when I popped for Star Trek.
1: Oh really? Yeah, because not like Reanimator.
0: A... Well, that too, but I mean,
1: I'll always know him better for Reanimator. But yeah, he was uh, he was all over the... DS9. Yeah, he was that fucking creepy... He wasn't a Cardassian, but he was...
0: I think he was at one point a Cardassian, but he had like four or five different roles on that show, I think.
1: Yeah, well, the one I'm talking about is Gul like buddy? assistant or whatever. Yeah, but he, mm-hmm. but he, I don't think he was a Cardassian. I think he was something else.
0: Well, let's find out.
1: Like a founder or something. Okay. Because he didn't have the same... His skin was a lot smoother. He didn't have that Cardassian...
0: Oh, no, you're right. It, it is only one so I guess it's not a reference to him. It Might be. He's might a weird-looking dude.
1: He is a weird dude. I saw him at that con that I got Peter Mayhew's autograph. That little He was con? at that. Yeah, he was at that con. Okay. Just saying. He was there. Cool. Yeah.
0: I'm trying to find his Star Trek-edness. Oh, come on, you little fucking whore. My phone, not you. You might be mm. a whore. I don't know.
1: Yeah. But anyway, they get to this <laughs> professor, the professor Coombs house, and they talk to him about this manuscript, and he's like, yeah, okay, sure, I've got it, and she gets all fucking uppity and like where is it i need it we have to have it and he's like nah it's mine and then she's like i'm definitely he said like, i'm definitely not gonna give it to somebody like you and then she like goes all fucking uh holy Harry shit Potter. dude he was
0: in 33 episodes of ds9
1: i know he had a big role
0: he had three big roles apparently oh really he was brunt Yoon, and tyron
1: Yoon is the one i'm thinking of
0: Yoon, okay Oh, let's see. Brunt is a Ferengi. Wait, is a liqu- liquidator. Yeah, so he was a Ferengi.
1: Oh, so he was like under heavy makeup in that part.
0: Fucking A. Hang on, hang on. We're almost back down to where I need to be. Wow, he Oh, he was in an episode of Flash. The 91 Flash.
1: Oh, I believe that.
0: Uh, What's the one that you said you were thinking of? Yoon. That's a clone of some shit. And no, that's not... From what I saw real quick, there's no... Connection to uh, Gold Ducat? Mm. Maybe there is. I d- just not paying that close attention. Anyway, Weyun. that's n- not that fucking important, I guess.
1: Hmm. Hold on,
0: do okay. you? No, that's him. No, 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 no. I know it's him, but I, I didn't see any connection to Gold Ducat.
1: Let's see, hold on, it's just because Way just... is a clone of the original. Oh, and each Wait, you is a clone of the original, and there is mm-hmm. usually only one Way unit at any one time. Mm-hmm. Subsequent unions are activated following the death of a previous clone. Hmm, I didn't know that part. He's a Dominion affiliated. Oh, maybe that's what it is. It's not Gul'dan. It's wait. Let's see Gamma Quadrant. Oh, he's a Vorta. Oh no, he was Jemadar. That's what it was. That's right. An attempt to convince a Cardassian defector. Yeah. Sorry, he wasn't. He wasn't with Cardassians. He was with the Dominion.
0: Anywho, now that we're back from that tangent. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, goddamn. We're almost an hour in. We're not even to the ratings yet. It's <laughs>
1: Jemadar. Oh, yeah. I'm going way down a rabbit hole here. Anyway.
0: No, that's why I was trying to get us back on track.
1: Yeah. Anyway, back to this. Um, yeah. So he says, he says, no way I'm giving it to somebody, something like her. And she goes like full fucking uh, Adava Cadaver or whatever the fuck Harry Potter spell is, the death spell. Yeah. She like says some fucking crazy shit. And Coombs like just has a fucking massive heart attack <laughs> and dies.
0: Well, you're forgetting that there's this big Lurch-like motherfucker who takes their bags when they show up at the house. Oh, that's right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, his bodyguard. Uh, yeah, and he, they, he takes the bags and puts them in the library and shit and puts the people in the library. Right. Homeboy shows up, and then Lurch comes in holding Watson's gun. Watson's this- gun because he
1: went through their bags and got his gun out.
0: Yep. Uh-huh. And this bitch is in there, like, fucking doing some creepy shit. And this dude raises his gun. Mm-hmm. Watson goes at him. And Sherlock is like, no! To Watson. But yep. she pulls off her spell. And Homeboy's like, <laughs> yeah, Clutches at his chest. Because Holmes and,
1: already knows the truth.
0: Mm-hmm. Which, no spoilers yet. Right. He goes down, clutching his chest. And she runs out. And uh, the dude is like, fucking, uh, out back! Uh, the... This- the hut or whatever the fuck and yeah. they're like oh there's, huh? a, yeah, there's
1: like a a burial mound in his backyard that's not suspicious or anything yeah um, but he, that that's where the pages are i guess cuz she runs out there and they have to follow her down this burial mound into the deep into the earth
0: well he says out back and they're like okay and they look up and she's gone and they're like oh fuck mm-hmm. and sherlock is like uh, let's go right so they haul ass out back and they go out down into the tunnels which spoilers you want to talk about a camping trip connection. This sorta of reminded me of Franklin affair with them yeah, going through the tunnels in that mountain and shit. Yeah. Yeah. But they go down deep, 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 deep into this uh into these the earth tunnels. Yeah, into the earth. Mm-hmm. Through these tunnels in this burial chamber, and they find her fucking arms outstretched like Take her in the 90s doing some kind of fucking mystic spell and shit. Yeah. And they're like, uh oh, Spadudios.
1: Right. Yeah. She's like summoning something. You can feel like the air getting thick and coalescing around them and like she's opening a black hole or some shit to like, whoa, <laughs> gaping.
0: <laughs> you beat me to it. <sighs>
1: but yeah, she's doing one of the spells out of this unabridged Necronomicon. trying to summon or open a world between worlds because i think at one point doesn't holmes explain like there are worlds exist in parallel and she's trying to open a bridge between two parallel worlds and
0: he basically says like there's a fucking multiverse it's these worlds on different planes stacked together and Mm -hmm. what she's trying to do is crash two worlds together yeah and watson's like huh Uh -huh.
1: uh-huh And so he tries to talk Miriam out of doing this, and then she tries to, like...
0: Well, we skipped a bunch of shit that when they were on their train ride to the professor's house, huh. Um, Watson had this black rock. It oh, was, yeah. It was some uh, black tar. No.
1: Yeah. No, it was like a meteorite.
0: Yeah, that he had gotten when he was in afghanistan and he had showed it to her back then and she was like oh my god that's so hot mm-hmm. and he was like i want you to have it and she's like no 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 you need to have it as a reminder and he was like no no no, you you take it i want you to have it and she's like okay and she was wearing this medallion that supposedly warded off evil and she's like and i want you to have this
1: mm-hmm. and really it was something that could control his mind
0: exactly once they get down to the chamber she's got this black rock and it's glowing mm-hmm. and he's feels like paralyzed and he's like oh shit i know what's up she casts the fucking heart attack spell on sherlock he drops Watson pulls out the little charm that she was wearing and gave to him. He throws it on the ground, stomps it. And then he's like, bitch, I got you now. And he shoots her Uh. when he shoots her Holmes comes around. And then from there on, he's kind of fuzzy on what the fuck happened.
1: Right. He's like, God damn it, Watson. I can't believe you didn't let the lurch motherfucker shoot your girlfriend in the head.
0: And he's like, what you talking about, Willis? And he's like, motherfucker. Motherfucker. I knew ages ago that this bitch is not the rod that you were trying to get to blow you back in Afghanistan 15 years ago. This is some fucking body snatcher shit. And he's like, yeah, body snatcher. He's like, dude, we met HG Wells, but we didn't really meet HG Wells because there's no continuity in this fucking book. But trust me, some crazy shit is going down. And he's like, dude, you're talking out your ass.
1: He's like, well, elementary, that's what I do.
0: Yeah, he's like, fucking keep up, bitch.
1: Yeah, and this is where he was kind of fascinated by the beat. Oh, and he, that's right, because Watson comes around and he's like, what happened to the pages? What happened to the manuscript? And Holmes was like, uh, it burns real easy. Oh, yeah, I burned it up. I burned that motherfucker up.
0: I rolled and a hom- fatty. And-,
1: uh, and Holmes was like, oh, good. Thinking to himself, he's like, I'm glad he did because, you know, if he kept that, it would only be so long before my friend's insatiable curiosity would have led him to read it. Who knows what could happen then?
0: Watson even mentions that he's like, there was a weird look in his eye and he's like, are you sure? Right. And he's like, oh, yeah. And he's like, in that moment, my friend came back to me or whatever. Uh-huh. So I'm thinking.
1: No, he got, he's got it.
0: No. What I'm thinking is he burned it. Yeah. What he's saying is true. But keep in mind, Sherlock has, like, a photographic memory, so he's like, well, this pussy fucking passed out due to the fumes or whatever, or heartache, because his bitch fucking got dead and got replaced. Yeah. So I'm gonna read this shit real quick, and we're gonna see what goes down. Yeah. That's what I think happened.
1: That could be, too. But on their way out, they comment, he comments again on the beehives that they passed. They passed beehives on the way to this professor's house. Mm -hmm. So that was, like, another reference to bees. He's like, oh, bees are such fascinating creatures. I'm like... What the fuck is with the bees?
0: Yeah. Well, see, that one didn't stick out as as weird to me because, like I said, I know Sherlock has like a fascination with bees, but the other one, it's like, wait, is there a fucking bee creature? I mean, it it stuck out a little bit on the heels of the other one, but that one seemed more subtle. Right. And that's pretty much that one, isn't it? That's pretty much it. So that was awesome. Yeah. That one I didn't really have as much issue with
1: no i like this one way better than the first one for sure yeah a lot more happened there was a lot more interaction between the characters it wasn't so much just in watson's head there was more more character stuff happens
0: and what i liked about this one too is that it kind of mixed the two stories that let me just check your scores real quick yeah the two stories that we both liked the most in this book it kind of mixed them together in a really satisfying way because like wavy black dagger that's a bottle story it all happens in one room mm-hmm. it's quick it's done there's no big problem the first part of this story is that but the second part is all mystery of the hangman's puzzle where it's like we got to run over here then we got to run over here and then we got to run over there yeah there's a lot of fucking adventure and excitement and yeah i
1: dug the imagery of them going downhill hill into that mound and like it was like a switchback Kind yeah. of, you know, they go down and turn around and come back down another way. And, you know, it's just like a staircase, you know, of Earth. I liked that. I thought that was that was cool.
0: Yeah. So, yeah, this one combined elements that made my two favorite stories perfectly and that it was definitely handled by a good writer. Yeah. So, score time.
1: Uh, Okay, so let's run down the scores again.
0: Do you have your list handy of the stories? My list? No. Yeah, open up the front of your book.
1: Oh, you mean the... I thought you meant a list that I made. I was like, I didn't write the fucking list down. Okay.
0: Oh, I did that too.
1: A study in Emerald?
0: Well, I'm just saying, get that ready because I'm going to run them down in okay. order. All we right, went through this. this last episode and I was like, okay, I'm going to run them down without saying. You're like, oh, you can't do that. So I started to say, and you're like, well, I got the list. Why are you doing that? What do you want me to okay. do, goddammit?
1: <laughs> I don't know.
0: Okay. Here's what we'll what did, do. What,
1: what, say- what score did we give The introduction?
0: The introduction.
1: <laughs> to the book oh
0: fuck i didn't write that down no oh no
1: see okay
0: you say the title i'll say your number
1: okay studying emerald six okay tiger tiger
0: You don't have to say okay in between each. It's going to fucking make this go longer. Oh my
1: God. Okay.
0: (laughs) Start from the top.
1: A study in Emerald. Six. Tiger, Tiger.
0: 7.75.
1: Case of the Wavy Black dagger Nine. Case of Royal Blood.
0: 8.25.
1: Weeping Mask. Seven. Art in the Blood.
0: 7.25.
1: Curious Case of Miss Violent Stone.
0: (laughs) Why did you get so scared? I don't know. Eight.
1: Adventure of the Antiquarian's Niece. (laughs)
0: 7.5.
1: Mystery of the Worm.
0: 8.25.
1: Hangman's Puzzle.
0: 9.5.
1: Horror of Many Faces, I'm going to give it 7.5.
0: Okay, see, I I really liked that when I read it. Yeah. And I initially gave it a 9. Whoa. I did. I That's really fucking strong. dug it. I dug it. But us talking it over, I dropped that down to an 8.25. Okay. Because upon reflection, it does have some issues. Yeah. But it's not like a study of emerald. Right. So, yeah.
1: Then the Adventure of the Arab's Manuscript.
0: You give that a?
1: 8.5. Really? Yep.
0: Okay. 8.5, huh?
1: Well, 8.5 might be a little high. Let's do uh...
0: You said a little high? Yeah. Oh, boy.
1: Okay, well, we'll stick with 8.5 then.
0: <laughs> oh, boy. <laughs> <laughs> Um, I, I kind of gave it a 10.
1: Whoa, that's good, though.
0: I gave it a 10 because I like his style. Yeah. I think he's captured Watson's voice better than a lot of the motherfuckers in this book have. Yeah. I'll be honest with you, it probably got a full point just for mentioning the Necronomicon because I'm a sucker for the Necronomicon.
1: Yeah. Yeah, you know what? let well, bump that up to an 8.75.
0: Let me finish making my case. You may go up a little bit higher. Again, okay. like I said a minute ago, it combined the best elements of the two. I think for both of us, it's the best story so far. Because I gave Wavy Black Dagger a 10, and then I gave Hangman's Puzzle puddle.
1: <laughs> Dude, ew. I bet there was one.
0: <laughs> Probably. like, um, But I gave that a 9.5 same as you did yeah it combined the best elements of both of those so well that yeah i felt like i needed to give it that but like i said i might be a little too high because necronomicon gets me every time
1: yeah i'll go i'll go full nine on this one I, i didn't it was it didn't it didn't strike me as well as the hangman's puzzle yeah but yeah it was i did enjoy it a lot and you're right all those things you said are right
0: yeah it's funny two seconds ago you're like that's way too high now you're like let's go higher
1: (laughs) (laughs) well you made me second guess myself i was like well i thought you meant i was i was shooting too high and i was like well maybe it was too high maybe it was a little too
0: no when you're like too high i was like "Uh oh (laughs) wait till i whip out this 10 slap that on the table (laughs) that's
1: the first time you've ever said that
0: (laughs) no shit (laughs) let me slap my greasy 10 on the table (laughs) Mm. but yeah no and see just his name alone i would i probably give it another point for that so it might in actuality be like an 8.5 or so but yeah those two elements it's like fuck yeah it's getting a 10 yeah
1: you peer pressured me into it i'll go with a nine
0: okay good
1: shamed me into it
0: you're almost right Yeah. Nerd bully. That's Ah, right. Strike that. Nerd asshole. Nerd asshole. (laughs) So let's do thank yous, and then we'll tell them about next episode's stories. Our thank yous, as per the usual, go to at the J Sarge for our opening music for this show, Uh at Sherry Archinoff for our logo that we use for this and the main show, which, you know, I almost thought about. Thanks to at TESD groupie for being a part of our intro for this and thanks to at ggamk 30 for making this series possible as for our shit, find us on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Stitcher, Tune-In, SoundCloud, and find everything we do at nerdblitz.com. If you want merch, go to our Redbubble, which is redbubble.com slash people slash nerdblitzpod slash portfolio. But if you need some extra audio, a good chunk of audio to listen to in this vein would be our rendition of H.P. Lovecraft's in the vault. Yep,
1: yeah, it's in the main vein of this book.
0: Oh yeah, baby! But you can get that and four other albums at TSDJProductions.bandcamp.com. That one is only a dollar. You've got no excuse. It's a fucking dollar. You can get more than that from the fucking tooth fairy.
1: Yeah, so knock your own goddamn tooth out, put it under your pillow, get a dollar, and give it to us. Yes. You don't need corn on the cob anyway. You don't need that fucking tooth. <laughs>
0: Or the other option is, don't buy it. I'll knock your tooth out for you to give you money to buy it. I threatened him.
1: <laughs> God damn it. God damn it.
0: Anywho, I'm at the Scooby Doom. You are
1: at Fitzman seventy three.
0: And on both the Twitter and the Instamasham, we are at Nerd Blitz Pod. So now that that's out of the way, I can tell you what's coming next episode of the Nerd Blitz Book Club. That would... Oh, fuck. Um, I'm gonna need an assist on this name. The next story will be The Drowned Geologist.
1: I thought thought you couldn't read Geologist.
0: No, I can read Geologist. I'm not sure (laughs) if that's Caitlin or...
1: Hold on. Let me see.
0: Okay. Help me. Yeah, it's just Caitlin R. Kiernan. Okay, why is there a fucking thingy over the eye? I don't know. Trying to be fucking fancy. I can pronounce Kiernan, thanks to Shipka,
1: but yeah
0: caitlin thing i don't know what that means that's some bullshit is what that means
1: that's some foreign bullshit
0: <coughs> uh xenophobia for the win um. <laughs> <laughs> but anywho the other story we're gonna be reading is a case of insomnia by john p verless sure Bauerless?
1: The case of the insomnia Insomniac. that what it is? insomnia that what the the case ca- of insomnia
0: a case of insomnia
1: oh a case of insomnia Okay. You should be able to relate to that one.
0: No, not me. <laughs> not me at all. I'm looking at this, I don't recognize any of the other names for the rest of this book, so I hope that they don't disappoint us.
1: Hopefully they save the best for last.
0: Um I doubt that. We already read the Reeves one.
1: They would really stack the deck going forward, going towards the end of the book, maybe. I don't know. We'll see.
0: Yeah, that's uh that's it. It's gonna be fun, gang. Anywho, Until next time, when we come back with more of Shadows Over Baker Street. Bookmark it. Yay. Yay. This has been a feature of JJ2E Media and TSDJA Productions.